0: Blog Talk Radio psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. Always my pleasure to be with you today. The chat room is open, and to go to the chat, go to blogtalkradio.com, find my show, get into with Tina Conroy, and you can chat along with us. If you'd like to, call in. That phone number is 516-387-1936. Welcome to Episode 3 of 2016, Health and Transformation. And today will be an exciting day as I bring fitness into your life. And here all the fantastic, successful fitness tips. But before we go there, I would love to just share where we are in the universe, where we are in the moment, and what's going on. So you know I dabble in astrology, always love it, and we are coming to the close of Mercury Retrograde. Some people will be happy about that if you've had some occurrences happening with communication, travel plans, computers, Things like that. So that will be wrapping up. So poor little Mercury does get a bad rap, but it will be wrapping up and go direct. We are coming upon the wolf moon. Yes, it's called the wolf moon, the full moon, and that comes about Saturday, depending on where you are in the eastern hemisphere. It is called the wolf moon because they say that the wolf moon gets its name because of the time of year it occurs in January. Snow gathers deep in the woods and the howling of wolves can be heard echoing in the cold air. Now, full moons are about truly allowing ourselves to, this moon, give us confidence to step into the path no matter how uncertain we may feel. For only in doing so, we will be discovering the next step and then the next step. Each choreographed from within And without, as we pay attention to the truths which arise along the way. So as we take next step, next right, best action, we are moving forward. And that is from mysticmama.com. So I want to tell you a little bit about my guest today, my special guest today, Keith Wimsett. Keith Wimsett has owned an Asheville personal fitness gym since 2006. After spending 12 years as a graphic designer and art director, Keith discovered kickboxing. The competitive nature and challenging workouts of the sport appealed to him immediately. In 1998, Keith became a certified kickboxing instructor and began teaching weekly classes at a local gym. Witnessing the physical and mental changes happening to his students, he decided he wanted to do more. Keith became ACE certified in 2002, quit his job as an art director, and dedicated his life to fitness. Since then, Keith has used his creativity to develop unique and individualized programs for his clients using a variety of training techniques. He believes that exercise should be challenging and varied. Keith says stagnation is a killer to any workout program. You have to constantly change and challenge yourself to get results. Keith can be found at inspirepersonalfitness.com and to email him, Keith at inspirepersonalfitness.com. So, I'm so looking forward to having him on the show. And I will get him on and we will be ready for all of you. Hey Keith, how are you?
0: I'm great, Tina. How are you doing today?
1: I'm terrific. I'm good. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. And so I hear it's snowing in your uh, in your part of the woods there
0: yeah it's it's been a real interesting day you mentioned mercury i I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 kind of one of those that might be glad it's going away because it's been an interesting week and it's just kind of culminated with school closings and all kind of fun exciting stuff today with the snow and everything so
1: <laughs> we are we here in New York are looking for this impact of snow they keep you know, haunting us with this big blizzard or right. many, many, yeah, it's coming in Thursday or Friday. So, you know, everyone likes yep. to panic in New York. So it's uh, it's become quite the news. I don't know yep. if it's going to turn our direction or not. So you have, um, yeah, so you have snow falling at the moment. Is there quite a bit of snowfall or just starting? <laughs> It's it's it we
0: had a little bit this morning and then it melted off and now it's snowing again. Uh just
1: flurries. You know,
0: I don't think it's gonna be anything disco round. We're kinda of looking at the same system you guys are. and, and who knows? We're kinda of right on the edge of it. So <laughs> we could get nothing, we could get two feet they're saying. So it's uh, we'll just kinda of see, I guess.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So kinda of before we kinda of get started into our into the ten tips that you'll share with the listeners. Just a little bit about, you know, I know I briefly touched upon your background, so just kind of yeah. what what your background is, how it drew you to fitness, you know, a little bit more than kind of what we spoke about. You want to share? Sure.
0: Well, you know, as it mentioned in there, you know, I, was, I started out my career as a graphic designer. I've always been a very artistic person, played music, you know, all those kind of things, but honestly, physical fitness was never a part of my regimen, especially high school and college. And, uh, you know, but then I, you know, I as, a you know, getting into the professional world and I'm working long hours and stressed and saw my body change in a way I didn't like, I started, you know, taking kickboxing classes and working out and, and you know, and kind of was able to see myself transform into a much fitter person through that process and just found that I, I just love that. You know, I just love that. Feeling, you know, of, of kind of pushing yourself and 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 again, then seeing the results and you know in the mirror and just you know on the scale and all those kind of things. I was a little overweight coming out of college and you know, so that that was a really good thing for me. And obviously, just the mental, you know, the you know, stress relief and all those things because again, our advertising can be a pretty stressful job, a lot of long hours, and so it was a good release for me. And you know, I was encouraged by by a mentor at the time to maybe. Pursue that a little bit more, and for a while there, I was doing them both. I'd kind of, I'd train people in the mornings, and I'd go to my advertising job, and then train people in the evenings, and did that for about six months, and realized I said like, I don't think I can keep up that kind of pace forever, and I just said what what makes me happier, and and I just really enjoyed that interaction with people, you know, to be able to to kind of touch their lives almost every day, you know, at least a couple times a week, I could kind of be a part of that process for them and and help them you know, see more potential out of themselves. You know, I, I remember, uh, I'll tell you one quick story. I had a woman, it was, it was a funny, it was very interesting. She came to me and during our initial consultation, I asked her about goals and she said, I want to be able to do a pull-up. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'd heard all kinds of, the, usually people are like, I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to do that, you know, I want to run a marathon or what? and so I was like, okay, one pull-up. What What is the thought process behind that? She said, well, I feel like two things have to happen for me to do a pull-up. I've got to get stronger, but I also have to weigh less. And so she said, so "I feel like that one goal of doing a pull-up is going to accomplish a whole lot of other goals in the meantime." And and I can, you know, I can say, you know, you know that I think he was within five months she was doing a pull-up. You know, and so and that day that she did a pull-up, that was what made it all worth it for me. Just like this is why I do this, you know. And that was back, gosh, that's got to be 15 years ago now, and I've been doing that ever since. And and you know just the other day i had a 72 year old gentleman who has severe copd he's lost 45 pounds now in his year with us and his copd is under control i mean that's not something that's going to go away but i mean he doesn't he doesn't suffer from it anymore so you know he's 72 and he's got a new life now you know and it's it's great
1: All right it's unbelievable because you're in this transformative work and so you saw with your own personal develop your own personal journey, how it transformed you. And you talked a little bit, not just about the physical, really about the mental and how you enjoyed it. And you felt, you know, also it's like we talk about the mind-body connection. So there must have been a connection when you started with the kickboxing and you started to like it and you started to feel better, obviously more physical and you saw your body changing. But that whole clarity of mind, the space in the mind, the the connection of the mind-body and then now paying it forward. I mean, that's what I love. It's paying it forward in this transformative work. And and I love those two stories because so many people come with these goals, you know, and if it's a, a pull-up or a chin-up or, you know, something like that. <laughs> To really having their life change, you know, um, sometimes it's getting off some medication or lowering the dosage of medication, mm-hmm. or playing with their grandchildren, or yeah, sometimes it's getting into the bikini. Let's face it, but sure, um,
0: sure,
1: transformation can happen on so many levels, and I'm sure you find that the physical may happen, and then everything else sort of happens along with it, and that it's such a journey. Just to witness that, it, it must be amazing for you to. To, to hold their hand and then take them through this this journey. And I know you must you must see people a few times a week. I'm I'm, I'm thinking right when they train with yes, you. Yes, m-
0: most people. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and it's you know, and that's the thing too. Again, a lot of times people walk in and they have this goal of weight loss or or something of that nature. It's very physical. Um, but you know, you're able to kind of come back to them three months later, six months later, and and they'll tell you you know, all the other benefits they've got from it, like you said, from more of a, a mind-body kind of situation, that's what I love too. I mean, it's great to help someone lose 20 pounds, but, but to see the self-confidence come that comes with that, um, The you know, the fact that they're able to now do things with their kids or their grandkids that they couldn't do before, That that is, you know, way more enjoyable to, to watch that transformation, absolutely, you know. Right. Right.
1: And so tell me a little bit about um, your your company. Tell me a little bit just for the listeners about Asheville sure. Fitness. And um, I know you opened it in 2006, or is that? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, we
0: opened in 2006 under a different name. It was 03 Health and Fitness back then. And uh, over the years, we've, we've changed a lot. And I just, you know, about two years ago, realized that the name didn't really express who we were at all. And so I rebranded, and now we're Inspire Personal Fitness. Um, and and so it's a private studio. It's about twenty five hundred square feet. You know we don't have a lot of equipment here because a lot of what we do is, is functional training. A lot of you know body weight movements, compound movements. You know we use free weights, cables, things of that nature. Um, and and you know the, the thing is, you know with the emergence of a lot of of different kinds of uh, of exercise modalities that kind of center around competition and pushing yourself to the limits and and all these kind of things. We, we're trying to be that of that other place that other option for people who maybe aren't super competitive maybe they don't even like that kind of environment but they do want to you know go somewhere get a good workout have fun doing it and and stay injury free too that's you know a big concern of most of the people coming here is like I don't want to get I don't want to hurt myself you know whether it's trying to train myself on my own and do it wrong or go to one of these super competitive gyms and 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 get kind of pushed into a situation that's not not safe you know and uh, right so no. we really try to cre- – we try to create a very supportive environment here uh, and, like I said, a very non-competitive. If we do any kind of competitions, it's fun competitions between groups, you know, with, hey, my team's going to beat your team at this little sprint thing or whatever, and it's just – but it's just for fun, you know, and so we we just try to – you know, I know – I recognize that I'm a rare breed of someone who actually kind of likes going to the gym and, and making myself, <laughs> you know, weak and eat and so forth. Most people don't like that stuff, and so we try to – make them want to come here because they know they're going to have a good time and they know that they're going to be working out with other like-minded people. And, you know, we just want them to have, you know, to enjoy themselves, but obviously reap the benefits of it too, of getting stronger or losing weight or feeling more confident, all those things that come with that.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I think of, well, you know, I'm a yoga instructor as well, yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of sometimes these other places that are just like, yeah, fighting like to get in and these these competitions and you know that just turns me off like I want you know I want a place that can you know I want to work hard and and I want to see results Mm -hmm. but I also want a place that feels like home like feels like a family and it sounds like that's what you've created it sounds like your you and your team and the people that are you know there I actually love your name I love inspire personal fitness because it just feels so good just the sound of that sounds so transformational and it's, <laughs> right. it just seems more than that. You know what I mean? Like so many people right. can go to a gym and these other kind of, you know, we know where we're talking about these crazy stuff. And first of all, there's so many injuries. <laughs> it's not very safe. They don't seem very right. connected. So you're really stepping out and being very unique. And I think that's that's really phenomenal. Thank you. You're welcome. are I'm sure, and they're that, very, honest, sure they're very, you know, they got to be very uh Grateful for you to be in this area. I mean, you
0: know, <laughs> right, right. And and again, that was the you know the the name Inspire. That's where that came from. Is that's the kind of environment we were already creating, and so we needed a name that matched that. And we and I did feel like that matched it very well.
1: <clears throat> it did. So let's get right to these. Um, so the ten insider tips for fitness success. Um, yes. So I know you talked about in you'll, you'll, this is. Uh, so, For me, you know, it's so interesting because even though I'm part of fitness and the yoga world, I feel like the yoga Mm -hmm. world and the personal training world can sometimes be so different. And um, it's it's, it's even interesting to me because I'm not a person that has gotten comfortable with a gym, but I've never also Mm -hmm. had, I think, a gym like you, a place like you do. (laughs) A lot of places here are very intimidating. I feel extremely Mm -hmm. intimidating and um, I've always been the kind of person that shies away. I've kind of been the person that says, oh, you know, I don't do the part or look the part or whatever. I don't know how to use that machine, right. and everyone looks at me like, what am I doing? So um, it'll be nice yeah. to go through these tips, and I've, I'm kind of learning too. So you talk about Excellent. the first tip, and uh, you could just kind of embellish on this. The first tip is about compound movements. So tell me a little bit about right. that.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that is our fit. I don't know if you were providing these tips to your your listeners or not, but uh, as far as a a way they can see this. But, yeah, the first one is to incorporate compound movements into your workout regimen as opposed to simple ones. And and what that really means is if you think of like a bicep curl, that's an isolated, very simple movement. You're working just just the bicep, right? Uh, A compound movement might be like a squat, let's say. And even if it's a bodyweight squat, you've got multiple you know, multiple muscles working at one time uh, trying to accomplish that task. I mean, you don't just use your your calf muscle to do a squat. You know, it's the calves, it's the quads, it's your, even your hips and even your abs, if you're doing them properly, they're all engaged, maybe even your lower back, you know, especially if you start adding weight to it. So, you know, we the, the and the reason for that is it's just more bang for your buck. I mean, if you do three sets of ten squats, versus three sets of ten bicep curls, you're gonna burn probably three times as much calories, you know, because you're incorporating way more muscle fibers. And the truth is, you know, every in everyday activities we may have to squat down and pick something up. You know, why not use a movement like that in your workout regimen that's just going to improve your everyday life. I mean it's very rare we just kind of bicep curl something up to our shoulder, you know, so um you know and so that's a really good way to get a very effective workout. And and again, to get kind of, as I said, a more of a bang for your buck kind of thing, you know, you can do uh, several compound movements in a 30-minute workout and burn way more calories than you would in an hour-and-a-half-long workout of just isolated, you know, bicep curls and tricep press-downs and things of that nature.
1: And then I guess it would depend on the person. So depending on what the person's looking for to achieve, you would kind of design their movement? For that? Absolutely. And
0: okay. we, we, one of the things we do, we set up people with an assessment. It's called a functional movement screen. You can actually even look that up online and read, up, read more about it. Um, but it really is just establishing range of motion and any limitations that come with that. So in that same vein, you know, some people come in here, maybe they can't do squats. And although I gave that as an example, maybe they have bad knees or, or some reason why they can't do a squat. Again, we can find other compound movements that they can do safely that still work multiple muscle groups and, in that nature. So yes, we, you know, we start everybody off with the assessment and we're never going to have them do a, an exercise they're just not ready for, you know, and again, some people aren't ready for squats, even a body weight squat, but we can usually get them there, you know, unless there's just something so structurally, you know, bad that we, that it's just not, there's no point in doing it. But.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now your yeah. second tip is, um, which everyone in January, I feel like every everybody's <laughs> doing this. So you talk about if somebody wants to effortlessly lose thirty pounds in a year. So what's a tip? What's your right. tip for that?
0: Well, and, and you know, more and more people are starting to figure this one out. But it's it, it still, I still see it a lot, especially here in the South. Uh, you know, I put the stat on here that you know millions of people drink on average two soft drinks a day, and that's a total of about three hundred calories. You know, when you add that up over a whole year, that's thirty pounds of weight gain. So just by eliminating the sodas you can drop 30 pounds in a year just by doing it. I've seen people, you know, day one I said, look, just stop drinking the sodas. And in that first month they'll lose 12 pounds just because, they're by, you know, because of all the sugar and all those kind of things. And I know people may be thinking, well, hey, I drink diet sodas. They don't have any calories. And I always just tell people, it's like, do not think that trading calories for chemicals is a better option. Uh, you know, th- th- there's been so much research now that show these these sugar substitutes and so forth causing cancer and autism and you know and and everything else you can probably imagine under the sun as far as diseases go. So don't feel like you're doing yourself any favor by switching the sodas for the for the light sodas. It, that's not a better option. <laughs> right,
1: and you know what? I I used to be a diet coke. I'll admit, I was a diet coke drinker for a long time.
0: Um, that was my uh,
1: drink of choice, and um, my children were never. And thank goodness they're big water drinkers, and so mm-hmm. I haven't had soda in a very, very long time. Every now and then I crave that diet Coke. I have to be honest, but right. but it is all that stuff in there, all that all that sweetener and all that you know, all the stuff. Even the diet, yeah. you know, it's not good. But I I agree with you. It's people. <laughs> there are still a lot a lot of people that are hooked on those sodas for the the diet yeah. and the regular. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and so number three, we talk about um, fat-free foods, and that was like kind of a big thing. Everybody's like, you know, we went through the fat-free craze. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, and, and of course, and, again, you know, I think, again, people are becoming more and more educated on this, so you're seeing it a little bit less, but it's still a thing, and it's still out there. Um, You know, a lot of people, when they first start thinking, I want to lose weight, they, okay, I need to cut the fat out. You know, we're starting to realize that if you're eating good fats, that's actually a good thing, you know, avocados and coconut oil and things of that nature. But, you know, so there's still plenty of foods out there, though, especially your processed ones that say oh, it's fat-free or low-fat. You know, the fact is, you know, I actually put on here, fat-free foods when eaten in excess are still sort as fat. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, the, the fat-free cookies and crackers, you know, they make up the fat, you know, the loss of fat, and they just add a whole bunch of sugar, you know. So you're right back to just eating tons of sugar, maybe more than you even think you are. Uh, And, again, that's, you know, when you eat sugar and don't use it up because you're not being active or whatever, it just gets stored as fat. So, you know, fat-free foods are not really fat-free at the end of the day.
1: Right, that's a good one. Fat-free foods are not (laughs) free at the end of the day. I love that. So number four, you say pump some iron. So you're you're talking about the weights there, right? So tell us a little bit about... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now we're talking about strength training. Back to whether it's compound movements or whatever else. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of benefits just from strength training, including, including, you know, increasing bone density and those kind of things. But just from a standpoint of trying to lose weight, um, you know, a pound of muscle actually burns thirty to fifty calories a day just just being just in its existence. It's burning thirty to fifty calories a day, while a pound of fat. It only burns about nine calories a day. So, you know, if you're actually adding lean muscle, and we're not talking about becoming bodybuilders, you know, if you're adding lean muscle to your frame, you know, you're increasing your daily calorie burn even when you're sitting still just by doing that. And mm-hmm. I, and so obviously you're increasing lean muscle. That's going to just naturally decrease, the, the you know, your body fat. And so, you know, if you if you can do the math. I mean if you put seven pounds of muscle on you're burning an extra thirty five hundred calories a day that actually you know equals one pound of fat that you're burning off just sitting still at that point.
1: Right. Well so I gotta I gotta get some more iron. I gotta pump more iron. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, number five takes us to water, and a lot of people mm-hmm. you know we talked about that with the soft drinks, get away from the soft drinks, and I do see a lot more people drinking water. We all know that we should drink more water, so tell us a little bit about that why do we drink water? why should we, and when should we
0: okay, yeah, actually, and there's actually two two of my tips revolve around water, but it, you know because that's how important it is i mean it's just hugely important. This particular one is talking about drinking a glass of water before you eat, you know, right before a meal. Um and it's just this is just kind of a almost like a little um a trick if you will to kind of get your body thinking it's a little bit fuller than it is. I mean, you know, if you consume that water, it's going to help, you know, a lot of people sometimes may go 5 or 6 or even 8 hours between meals and they're starving at times but by the time they eat, you know, and then and then you're going to overeat, you know. So if you drink that water beforehand, Water has a ton of benefits anyway, which, again, will be in one of the other tips. But, you know, if for nothing else, it's going to kind of help satiate you a little bit and you won't, you know, you won't tend to eat so much at that meal.
1: Right. So, and don't you think a lot of people think they're hungry when they're just thirsty in general? The
0: absolute, absolutely. That is, That's a great point. Uh, a lot of times thirsty is kind of it's it, our brain reads it the same way if you're feeling dehydrated or a little bit thirsty your brain th- kind of tells you it's hungry you know and, and a lot of people don't you don't always know the difference so yes yeah, so a lot of times when you're feeling hungry you might just need to drink a glass of water
1: right good tip that's a good one yeah and especially in the winter because i find i have a hard time with the water i really do and i'm <laughs> i'll put i'll put some lemon in there and i'll i'll make it warm mm-hmm. and I'll have some decaffeinated yeah. tea throughout the day, especially it's just so cold, so.
0: Right. So thank you. For oh that. gosh, yeah, the cold weather, it's hard to want to drink a glass of cold water, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh so we're talking about lifting weights now. So you talk about mm-hmm. slowing down. Tell us a little bit about that when lifting weights. What's the good tip so, on that?
0: Okay. So again, if we go back to, I mean you can pick any kind of exercise, but let's just take that squat. To, you know, motion. I, I I feel like most people probably know what a squat is. It's not thinking about like a push up. You know, most people know what a push up is. You know, when you're doing the exercise on those two particular ones, when you're thinking about the downward motion, you really want to slow that down. That's called the negative part of the the exercise. Um, that actually has a, a, immense benefits in terms of just building overall strength. It's also way easier on the joints, and it allows your, your the tendons and the ligaments, you know, in your joints to kind of catch up to your muscles. Your muscles can get get stronger way quicker than your joints than your joints can, and you know, so it's just a much a much safer way of lifting. So we always encourage people lifting in in our gym to slow it down, you know, especially on the negative part of the motion.
1: Okay. Yep. It brings us to. Number seven. So she's talking about yeah, eating right when you wake up. So we always hear there's eat breakfast, and so many people right. don't do this. They skip their breakfast. Sure.
0: Yep. And, and and again, a lot of benefits to that. But again, the the term breakfast, you know, literally comes from you're breaking your fast because again, you probably have not eaten in at least eight hours. It might have been ten or twelve or more. Uh, when you think about your metabolism, it goes into sleep mode too. So you want, when you get up in the morning, it's great thing is to have, even if it's a small amount, you know, a small meal, just something to kind of get your body revved up and back in, you know, and get that metabolism going because the metabolism is what burns calories, you know. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it kind of com- communicates with your body that it's healthy, it's well fed and it's not in need of you know storing fat. You know you're not starving anymore. So you know we get that starvation mode. Your body starts storing fat. So if you eat first thing in the morning, you kind of let it know, okay, I've eaten. You know, and now we can start burning fat instead of storing it.
1: Right, it just sets absolutely. You
0: up good for the rest of the day. Plus, yeah. there's actually studies that have shown that people who don't eat breakfast tend to eat more calories the rest of the day you know by eating breakfast they actually even though they might eat more meals the rest of the day by adding that one they actually tend to eat less calories.
1: Right. So. Right. And mm. that was a big yep. thing for me. I never did I never did breakfast and then as I went on my health uh, journey and lost weight and worked on that and now that I'm coaching people we recommend the first hour to hour and a half having your first meal, having something because yeah. you you start yeah. fueling and you know um a lot of it is having six fuelings a day, keep your body fueling. And you're right. right, breakfast, I love that, because you haven't eaten. So that's when you're going to have that first meal. So you want to start fueling your body so it can start working and burning efficiently. So that's really Absolutely. great. So Absolutely. So tell us about the fat burn zone. What is the fat burn okay. zone?
0: So you know a lot of people when you're when you're thinking cardiovascular training and that, whether that's running or walking or on an elliptical or a bike you know but you're doing something getting your heart rate up, I think people have this mentality of you've got to be pushing like let's say you'd had a, a, a scale of 1 to 10 from an effort standpoint and 1 being you're kind of sitting on the couch, 10, you know, you're huffing and puffing and you're you know, you're you're working so hard, you're you're running, you know, you're running from a bear kind of thing, right? So, you know, I think a lot of people feel like they need to be pushing themselves to that an 8 or a 9 or a 10 to have really effective the cardio, you know, cardiovascular training and to get into that fat burning zone, but it, it turns out your most optimal fat-burning zone is more like a 5 or a 6 on that effort scale. And what that means is, you know, you're you're performing some kind of cardiovascular function, again, one of those examples before or something like that, but you're actually still able to kind of hold a conversation with somebody. So you're not breathless. You know, you may have to stop a sentence once in a while, as I'm doing now, to take a breath, but, I mean, you're not breathless. And so I think a lot of people tend to think that they have to work a whole lot harder than that to to burn calories or to burn fat, really. I mean, you're going to burn calories in any of those modes, but to really be in that fat burning zone, it's it's kind of more of a five or a six on that scale of one to ten.
1: Interesting. So you don't have to start yes. you, you like not catch your breath or huffing and puffing to get it to get it to be effective.
0: Exactly. And and that's kind of how I tell people because it's going to be if you're tracking your heart rate and stuff, that varies from person to person. I just tell them. Think of, you know, are you able to hold a conversation without being completely breathless? If you can, then you're probably right in that
1: zone. Okay, good. So this this would kind of fall maybe with me because losing patience (laughs) with exercise. So, you know, I'm one of these people that I'm really hard on myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm working really hard not to be, but and if I don't see results (laughs) or I get bored, oh, there it goes, you know. So talk a little bit about that, losing patience with exercise.
0: Sure, that's uh, number nine, right? So, yep. uh, you know, it's and I mentioned that that was even in my bio. You know, I said that that stagnation is kind of like the killer to a weight loss program or an exercise program. One, we don't want to get bored with it, but two, you do need to kind of constantly challenge your body in different ways. The body is extremely adaptable. Uh, you know, you can put it under certain amount of certain stressors, and over time, it'll adapt to that. So, you you do have to change it up, and it could be I mean, I, we do this all the time here. I'll tell people, go try some yoga classes. Let's really switch this up. You know, we don't offer yoga here, but there's tons of them in town. Or go do, you know, we've had people take a break from here and go do like a bar class for a month or Pilates. But obviously, we are we also in our workouts, we do vary them a lot. But, you know, again, that's the advantage of having a coach. You know, if you're doing this on your own, I just encourage people, you know, try different things, You know, you know, maybe try that group fitness class that you kind of watched from afar and thought, well, I should do that, but I don't know. It's like, go do it, you know. I mean, give it a try. And just change yeah. it up because it makes it more fun anyway. You know, I, right. Again, I jumped into that kickboxing class 20 years ago thinking I was probably going to hate it, and, I, and it changed my whole life. You know, I'm now I'm, now this is what I do for a living. So I, I could have looked at it and been like, nah, it looks too hard, or nah, I don't know if I'd like that. You know, try it out. You never know.
1: That's true. And you know what, I also think that when you like the thing that you do, You'll do more of it. So like Absolutely. I, you know, like I, I always say to myself, like I have to do more cardio. I have to do more cardio, and yes, <laughs> I should do more cardio. But I like this, this, and this. So because I like it, I do more of it, and I'm moving. Right. And you know, so if you're gonna do something you really don't like and you hate, you're not gonna stick right. with it. So yeah.
0: And and, then, I, and I'll tell you this. I, I know I'm a personal trainer, but I'm gonna tell you, I hate running. I hate it. I hate running. I would much rather punch, you know, jump rope and punch a bag, you know, again, back to the kickboxing stuff. But guess what? That's still cardio, you know. And so, uh, yeah, if you just told me, hey, your your plan for your cardio is to go out and run, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, you know. Right, <laughs> And this exactly. is coming from a personal trainer. I'm just not going to do it, so. Right. So yeah. that
1: brings us to 10, which is, again, about the water. But tell us a little bit about um, – the functioning of the water. So that kind of wraps right. it's kind of close to what we talked about earlier, but
0: get it back around to the yeah, back to the water again. Yeah, I mean, you know, our our bodies are seventy percent or you know, some people can say seventy five percent water. So, you know, water is needed for pretty much every function your body does and that includes burning fat. Um, you know, so I I tell people, hey, drink a bit you know, even if, like you mentioned about not eating maybe eating breakfast for an hour or an hour and a half after you get up, that's fine. But still, when you first get up, drink a glass of water.
1: You know, right. even if that's yeah. the
0: only thing you do for that first hour, drink a glass of water. Uh, you know, do it before meals. Do it when you're exercising. I mean, you need to stay hydrated. I mean, if you're if you're dehydrated at all, your 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 mental capacities start to you know start to break down. You're certainly not going to feel like working out because your energy stores are low. Um, you know, and I tell people a good rule of thumb is to drink half of your body weight in ounces a day. Mm-hmm. Up to a gallon, you know. Obviously, if right. half your body weight is over a gallon, you don't you don't need to go <laughs> over a gallon. And a gallon is a lot of water. I mean, if people listening you think about how much water you're going to have today and count it up, I bet it, you know most people it's probably not even close to a, a gallon. It may not even be half a gallon. Yeah. Uh, and it can be tough to do at first, but if you kind of keep up with it, after a while, you'll find that when you don't drink that much water, your body really tells you because now it's used to being hydrated. So people, a lot of people walk around in a state of dehydration and they don't even know it.
1: That's true. And I, so, I really yeah. struggle with this. I, I try so hard to get my water in. I try every way I possibly can. So, will go and, and I'll go back to the and I'll
0: go back to the other statement. It's like uh and and you know, uh diet soda and light beer does not count as water, by the way. So, <laughs> that doesn't uh Darn. you can't do that.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. A disclaimer. No no light beer and no soda. There you go. That's right. Well, thank you so much. I know that we're under a little bit of a time uh restraint, but just before yeah. I let you go because um is there anything you want to just share with the listeners or anything going on in your area? And I will, of course, put up how people can reach you and contact you sure. in the area you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, two things I'll tell you. One, um, I actually have a this list of 10. I actually have a list of 21 tips that if somebody just wants to shoot me an email, anybody listening, they just want to shoot me an email at Keith at Inspire Personal Fitness and say, hey, could you send me the 21 fitness tips? I'll be glad to send it over to them. You know, no no strings attached, you're just in there, so there's more tips on there, and, and with that, I'll actually share a bonus one today because it is an important one. Um, I, I tell people, you know, another big tip is to keep a food journal. Uh, you know, whether you're writing it down or using an app like MyFitnessPal, there actually have been studies that show that um, people who track their daily nutritional intake are 35% more successful with weight loss, so... You know, just by writing it down or using an, uh, an app like that, you know, it, it it can be a game changer. You know, it it it, it brings a whole another level of accountability just to yourself because if you know you're going to eat something, you have to go write it down or go log it in. You know, it makes you think twice about it. And sometimes it just just by starting to track it, you you think, oh, I eat well. And then you track it for a couple of days and go, boy, I don't eat it, eat as good as I thought I did. You know, I'm or I, I you know I, I I tend to eat that 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 particular snack way more often than I thought it did. So that would be a bonus tip for you. That's also on that 21 tips sheet that I mentioned.
1: Well, thank you. And I agree with that. If you are accountable to yourself and that accountable, and you write that on that piece of paper, you write that in that journal, and you actually can see it. Wow, boy, you really, you know, to see what you're doing and to be accountable is a big thing because sometimes we forget about all the little, you know, bites and <laughs> nibbles and all these things that we, we exactly. do. But yep. when you write yep. it down, it's honest. <laughs> So. And,
0: and that's the thing. Don't cheat. You know, don't don't cheat yourself by not writing it down or writing something else down that you wish you'd eaten. Be honest with yourself, and it can be very revealing and very helpful.
1: Well, fantastic. I am so glad the time went so fast. So, thank you so much for sharing your tips. And everybody, if you are listening, or you will be listening on the recording the 21 tips so you can email keith at keith at inspire dot com and he will get that out to mm-hmm. you and thank you so much for being here and all the listeners so uh people are listening live and people will be listening on the recording so enjoy your day enjoy your snow day and um, thank you so much for for joining us and for sharing your tips and for all the transformation that you do so thank you for all your work
0: well thank you, Tina. I really appreciate it. This is a wonderful show and I'm I'm so glad you uh, allowed me to come and part be a part of it for a while.
1: Of course. Thank you. It was wonderful. Well you have a great day. Thank you. You okay. too. Bye 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 bye. Fantastic. I am gonna use some of those tips, if not all of them. They are really fantastic. I really do have a lot of of uh Uh, A kind of a block sometimes with the gym and personal fitness. But I have to tell you that Keith's transformational way and the way that he really designs his programs and his unique way, um, I wish it was closer. Um, So please go check him out at inspirepersonalfitness.com if you're in the Asheville area. So I wanted to tell you a little bit what's going on and some of the programs that I have coming up, some of the programming. Every Friday I am hosting a Blab. And that will be a half-hour blab, intuitive readings, card readings. My moderator, Andrea Santoro, will be guiding me and helping me out there. And it is 12 to 12.30. It's 30 minutes almost every Friday. Yes, last Friday I did have to cancel. So just keep aware if it is scheduled. But usually it will be on Friday, uh, Eastern time, 12 to 12.30. I am hosting a Reiki 1 certification course. So if you've ever been interested in Reiki and you want to know more about it, Reiki One, on February 13th. That's a Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day. And you can contact me, Tina Conroy, 111, at com. I can give you all the information. It is a six-hour course, and you do receive four attunements. That's energy attunements. You receive a certificate, and you receive a a book, a guide. So you will go away with a lot of information. It's a beautiful, wonderful day. And then next week on get into it, I have the pleasure of hosting Catherine Hansen. Catherine Hansen is the author of Brain Over Binge, and she has just completed her second book, which will be the manual or the workbook for Brain Over Binge. And this book has really helped me and helped a lot of my clients to break that connection between binging and allowing us to change the way our brain thinks and to become healthier. So tune in to get into it next week with Brain Over Binge author, Katherine Hansen. And then lastly, because I did not pick a card for the show early on, I'm going to pick a card for all of you now. And I'm just shuffling the cards, asking for guidance, and choosing one card for the show. And that card is letting go. So wherever you are, however that resonates to you, whatever you need to let go of to create more space, may it be obstacles or may it be something that has been there briefly or longer, ask to let it go. And if you need some help, always call upon the angels, call upon your spirit guides to, and your spirit to help you move forward. I wish everybody a wonderful Beautiful day, and I will be back next week to talk about more health and transformation.